all, to to our um, tr trustees, our ushers, to our to our choir, um, to our drummer, Brother Bob in his absence, to to all of you that are out there, to, um, as I said this many times before, even though it's snowing, you could have stayed home, but you chose to come out to be with us today. Amen. You didn't have to come to St. Paul. You didn't have to press your way, but you came and you are here. And I celebrate God for you all today. Give God a hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Recognize my wife and mother Parker. I can be before you longest. We want you to please turn with me from my standing to your feet for the word. First Samuel chapter 14, please. Amen. First Samuel chapter 14. I see Mother Minnie's here with our families here. Amen. 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 Mother Valina told me that we welcome, glad to have you. Amen. We certainly are glad you all are here with us. Amen. If you have it, say I have it. If you don't, say not yet. Amen. First Samuel chapter 14. We had another birthday this week, I think. Um, Brother Levi McKnight had a birthday this week. Amen. 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 Amen, Miss Boss Lady over there. Amen. Somebody shout, bless the Lord. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of your praise? Ain't he good all the time? Is he good to you all the time? Is he good to you all the time? Somebody just say, yes, he is. Is he good to you? Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Anybody confident in that? Yes, he is. Is he good to you? Hallelujah. Testify this morning. Is he good to you? Hallelujah. Let us pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come today. God, we come, God, to say, as always, thank you because you are good to us. Even that was testified earlier. Someone may call it small, someone may call it whatever, but God, but we want to thank you for the for the ability for the ability to hear prayer. God forgive us the gift to pray to you. God, the word says we don't have to pray for certain things, but he didn't say that we shouldn't pray for them. He said we didn't have to pray for some stuff. But God, I'm just so grateful that regardless of what we pray for, that you are a prayer answering God. God, you 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 teach us, oh God, to be grateful of the small things. But what's small to some is big for somebody else. Father God, and we thank you for it, God. Because sometimes, God, we do take advantage and take for granted all of the things that we deem as small. Father God, like breathing. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for allowing us to breathe, oh God. Even be able to wave our hands, God. Thank you for it. Be able to put one foot be, be front of the other, oh God. Some of us may be moving slower than the others, oh God, but we still can put one foot in front of the other, be able to feed ourselves, oh God. God, and I said this many times before, not have we done it just for me, but all of us at the same time. Woo, God, thank you, Jesus. At the same time. God, you, you, you deem us worthy to, to bless us at the same time. And even though some folks may be in the hospital, some folks may have to have somebody to feed themselves. But God, but you still made a way, God. You still have made a way through technology, through somebody else. God, you made a way at the same time. God, you are still dividing the seas, God. You are still making bridges, God. You are still paving roads. You are still making ways out of no ways, God. God, we just say thank you, God. You are a good God, and you only only true and living God, and you are worthy of the praises. And God, we want to thank you for everybody that has been through something, God. Because if you didn't let us go through it, we wouldn't have known that it was you that brought us out of it. God, and we thank you for it, Father God. We 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 thank you for those who are who are here. We thank you for those of us who are young, God, in you. But we thank you for those who are experienced in you. Help us, oh God, who are experienced to realize that we don't even deserve what you've given us. 
Because, God, you just decide to bless us. And even if we don't get the prayer answered the way we want it to be answered, I heard in your word what it says, your grace is sufficient. So, God, if even if we don't uh, have what we think we should have, your grace is the difference maker. And because of your grace, God, we want to say thank you for your grace. Because it was your grace that sent Jesus Christ. It was your grace that, that allowed him to come through and, and die like he did die. But it was also your grace, God, that when he died, that he took our sins down. And when he got up, he left them in the grave. But when he got up, he up with all power. It was your grace, God. God, we thank you for your grace today. And God, since we are here, oh God, help us to remember of anything else, your grace. Your grace and your mercy. God, we love you. God, we, we, we love you for all that you're going to do. And God, and it because of your grace, you're going to send your word this morning. God, I ask you to speak to your people. Let your will be done. In your son Jesus' name, have Daniel full under decrease, but have your word increase to your people. Let Jesus increase to your people in word, deep power, and insight. And in Jesus' name, amen. Let us go to, again, 1 Samuel 14. And it reads, now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, come, let us go over to the Philistines garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah, under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. And Ahiah, and the son, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phineas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people knew that not that Jonathan was gone. And between the passages by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. The name of one was Bozaz, and the name of the other was Sinai. The forefront of the one was situated northward over against Michmash, and the other southward over against Gibeah. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come. And let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work, will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee, behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Hallelujah. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I come to preach to us this morning. When the Lord is in this, can I count on you? Hallelujah. When the Lord is in this, can I count on you? You may take your seats. When it comes to counting on somebody, there's an old saying we love to say through the thick and the thin. Can I get a witness? Sometimes by emotion, we'll say, so, oh, I'm with you through the thick and the thin. But sometimes we don't realize that what's thick for some is thin for somebody else. And there is a limit of the thickness in which someone is willing to get involved with you and whatever it is. The thin represents the easy stuff. The thick represents the hard stuff. And sometimes when it gets too hard, sometimes we don't want to get involved. Can I get a witness? Sometimes we say, we know that ain't really what I was planning on doing. Have you ever gotten involved with something or someone and when you got in it, you realized how deep you had to get in and you said, I didn't plan on going this far. <laughs> Can I get some witnesses in here? I didn't plan on going all the way <laughs> like, like this. I didn't plan on, you know, when I invited you over for dinner, I didn't plan on you bringing your whole family. I didn't, I didn't plan on that when I... When I invited you, to, that I wanted to take you out shopping. I didn't plan on you bringing a, a big old list of, of everybody in your family. I didn't plan on that. When I said I wanted to give you, ask you what you wanted for your birthday, I didn't ask you to tell me a whole list of stuff and expect that I was going to give it to you. Hallelujah. 
but sometimes we, but then it'd be our fault because we'll say something like, if you ever need me, call me. And when we call you, we, we get disappointed because we didn't put any restrictions on what the call was supposed to be about. Hallelujah. And, and, and that part, amen. Sometimes uh, in all of our lives, many of us may think that this may never happen, but sometimes we all going to have to be in a fight of some kind. Can I get a witness? You can say, I'm not a violent person. I don't, want, I don't like to fight nobody. But there are all kinds of battles in this life. Some of them going to be fist fights. Can I get a witness? Some of them going to be military battles. Some of them are going to be uh, battles with against sickness. But not all battles are carnal. Some battles are spiritual. Can I get a witness? Some, sometimes there are battles that you're going to have to fight that you don't even understand why you're fighting them. But I'm here to tell you, nobody likes to get in a fight that you think you're going to lose. Can I get a witness? Every time a person gets into a fight, no person, people that lose fights hate fights. But people that win fights don't mind fighting. Amen. They don't, they don't mind fighting if they know they're going to win. Amen. I mean, if you look at boxers, when Mike Tyson was a, one of the best boxers in the world, he was ready to fight anybody because he thought he could not be whooped. But one day, when he got whooped, he found out it wasn't so popular to lose a fight. And, and it wasn't so tantalizing to go out there to get into a fight. And he kept getting knocked down after a while in the middle of a fight. At the end of the fight, he said, you know, I ain't in this no more. Sometimes the fight would take the fight out of you. Can I get a witness? Sometimes that fight that you thought was big and you thought that, ooh, I'm going I'm to show out in this one. When that fight gets a hold of you, baby, you can't wait to let the fight go. You want to throw up the white flag, but when the fight ready to fight you, a white flag, a green flag, a red flag can't stop you from getting beat on. Can I get a witness? But I want you to know that, that, that our God is a God that has never lost a fight. Can I get a witness? And, and, and whenever God gets into a fight, if, if he allows you to get in it, don't worry about the fight. If he allows you to get in it, it ain't going to be because he needs you. It's going to be because with you, he's going to show himself or maybe the enemy how bad he really is, how awesome he really is, and what he's going about to do. But he doesn't need you to win the fight because our God is not a loser. Can I hit the rewind button? Our God is not a loser. And even though you are accustomed to losing fights, it may be because of who you've been fighting with. I don't know about you, but if I'm in a fight, I don't want to be in a fight by myself. Hallelujah. Because when you're in a fight, you can't fight clean. Y'all don't want to talk to me that. You can't fight clean. You sometimes got to do all you can to win a fight because when the enemy is up against you, he don't care what he got to bring to take you out because he will do all that he can to take you out. There's an old saying, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. But this is what I would tell you. If you're going to bring a knife, bring someone else with you. Because if they shoot me, you can stab them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He can't get both of us real quick. Somebody's going to get hurt. If I'm going, he might get you. <laughs> so I can get him. Don't do it, but I'm just trying to be real. I'm trying to put it in the, in the right perspective. But when you're on God's side, he will never set you up to lose the fights. It don't matter who's in the fight up against you. You just have to put your trust in God that if he got me here, there's a reason. He don't need me. Let me give us a little bit of a background. In this story, we see Jonathan and his armor bearer. But the Bible also says that, 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 that his father, Saul, the first king of Israel, is under a tree. He's under a pomegranate tree. He got 600 men. And, and, and he is also there. Listen what it says. He's there with, with uh, a, a priest wearing an ephod. Hallelujah. And a, and a sign of the priest wearing an ephod is oftentimes when the, when the king would ask for the priest and ask him to bring the ephod, it would be because he wanted them to get in touch with God. 
But we see here they're lying underneath a, a pomegranate tree with 600 men and they're not doing anything. Why? Here's the reason why. If you go to chapter 13, they, the, the Philistines were, were attacking them, were getting ready to attack them. And Solomon Saul had sent for Samuel the priest, but he was taken too long and then his men began to run off and he got afraid and he was down to 600 people so he decided to take matters in his own hand and he called for the priest to bring the ephod and Samuel Saul put the ephod on and tried to sacrifice our offerings but that was not his job he didn't wait on God and tried to put matters in his own hands and then his men ran off and right when everybody ran off Saul was, um, Samuel showed up, and when Samuel showed up, he told him, what were you doing? You didn't wait on God. Oftentimes, we lose fights when we don't wait on God. Oftentimes, we lose battles because we don't wait on God. Just because the situation around us is turning and changing and people are leaving you doesn't mean you have to put matters in your own hand. It doesn't matter your situation. If you're supposed to wait, then baby, wait. And if folk want to leave you, bye. I can't get no help in here. Because when it comes down to it, sometimes when people leave you, it makes you second guess. Have you ever had second guess your own prayer? Have you ever said, oh, God, did I, did I, did I do something right? I'm, I called on you, but you didn't answer. I'm in an emergency situation, but you ain't here. I asked for the preacher, but he ain't showed up. Do the preacher know something that I don't know? What I'm going to do, I'm going to take matters into my own hand. And sometimes the matter that you take into your own hand is a matter that you don't know how to handle. So you get things more messy and you make things worse. Then you want God to fix it. But God won't fix your mess. He'll let you wallow in it a little bit. Has God ever had to let you wallow in your mess a little while? Have you had to have a pity party? Have you ever just sat back and just waited? Well, the reason why they was underneath the tree because they was waiting for the defeat. Have you ever waited? So I wonder when they're going to come on and just do it. I know I done lost. Come on and whoop me. I'm defeated. Come whoop me. But when you're on God's side, you have to remember there is no defeat. So we see his son, Jonathan. Hallelujah. Jonathan decides to sneak away, and he gets his armor bearer. He said, I, I got, I want to go do something, hallelujah, and it's in me that I need to go handle some business, and I'm going to go get into a fight, and the word says that he told his armor bearer, you see, that God that I serve, he can fight either with many or with few. And I'm ready to go into battle. Hallelujah. And he looks at his servant, and the servant don't really know, but he said, do all what you seem is right in your heart. Whatever you gonna do, I'm gonna be with you. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't need to know if everybody is with me. It will you be with me. I know the Lord. I want you to know that the Lord is in this. We ain't got to worry about losing because the Lord is in this. He's going to set this thing up. But I want to give you just a little bit more background. In this scripture, in the 13th chapter, not only were they down to 600 men, Solomon, but remember I was telling you about the knife into a gunfight? Well, what about farm equipment against spears and, and, and shields? The Bible tells us that that the Philistines would not allow the Israelites to have to have to have people that could that could bend metal, that could sharpen swords, so that they would let them. Only thing they would allow them to do was come to the Philistines' camp to sharpen their farm equipment. But when the day of battle had occurred, the all they had was 
dull axes, dull shovels, dull pitchforks, and dull uh, uh, garden hose. You can't do much with a dull anything when you're doing any farming. You can better put a hole in the ground if it's dull, not much less to fight a fight. It says the only two individuals that had weapons were Saul and his son, but Saul stayed there, and his son said, I'm about to go start something. Sometimes you just have to know when to go start something. And the Bible here says that when he said those words, God can fight either with many or with the few. He didn't pray, but he knew God. Sometimes when you have a relationship with God, you don't have to, well, let me go to God in prayer. When things need to happen, you and your relationship, you ought to know what God is going to do before you say, God, here I am. You ought to know the power that God possessed. Even before you say, let me pray. You ought to know that God has always been undefeated. Whether you know, wonder, wonder what he's going to do. You ought to know what God can do because he done brought you through some things. Is there anybody in here that God has brought through anything in your life? Somebody shout, yes, he has. You ought to know what God can do. When times get tough, you ought to know what God can do. And here's the thing. If you don't know what God can do, and you know what, that you believe that I know, get in the fight with me. Can you, can you hear me? Do, do you hear me? You might be afraid. I can't see. You ain't got to see him. But as long as I see and I'm trusting God, you ought to trust me that I trust God. And if I trust God and you trust me, yeah, baby, guess what? That means you trust God too. Come on and get in the fights. Sometimes we, we, we hear bad things like doctor's reports. The doctor tell you it don't look good. You drop your head. You hear a bad report on the job. We got a couple of weeks left. You ain't going to get your pension. You drop your head. <laughs> you, 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 get, you get the report that we're going to have to cut your benefits. You drop your head. They'll tell you, well, you didn't pay your bill when we decide to foreclose on your house. You drop your head. And, and everybody who you call on ain't there. But then there was one person. That ain't got no qualifications. They got no relationship like you got. But they trust you and they know that you trust God. And if you say God is in it, well then baby, let's get in it. Because if God is in it, he don't need all of the resources we need. He can handle it by himself. The Bible here tells us that he said, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to know that the fight is in our hands. Hallelujah. He said, what we're going to do, we're going to, if they tell us to come up, wait a minute. He said, if they tell us to come up, the scripture says Gibeah was in the south and they, and the enemy was in the north. If you know anything about battles, and you have the advantage when you own half. When you high up, you are at the advantage. When you on the down part and you got to go up, you at the disadvantage. But I'm here to tell you, it don't matter where you are when you're with God. When God is on your side, you got the advantage every time. They can come from the north, south, east, and west. They can fly in with wings. But baby, when God got in, he's in control. There ain't no battle God can't lose because God got it. Don't show that God got the fight. But no, he got to fight. And if he allows you to get in it, just trust the fact. He can work with winning, many, or with you. And if he lets you, just know God's in it. And if God ain't in it, like I said last week, leave it alone. We got to learn that if some fights, if, it, if God ain't in the fight, why are you fighting it? Let me hit that rewind button. If God ain't in the fight, why are you fighting? It ain't worth the fight. That's the reason why Samuel told Saul, you wasn't supposed to get in this. If I didn't show up, just wait. Sometimes we get to learn how to wait on God. When we wait on God, whenever he shows up, we love to sing that song. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. We don't believe that. We don't believe that. We, don't, we, we love to say that. It's a cliche. We don't believe that because oftentimes we get so nervous 
when it looked like God has taken too long. We, we act just like Saul. We begin to put things in order. This is what I'm going to do. That's the problem. This is what you're going to do. It ain't about you in that moment. If God already put things in order, if you there, but you ain't, it ain't time for you to fight, then don't fight. That's one of the things that he had told Moses when Moses and the children of Israel got to the Red Sea. I said last week when he got there, he didn't, they didn't know which other way to go. But the, but the God we serve told him, what's in your hand? He said, stretch out the rod and you will see your enemies no more. All God is asking you to do is just be obedient to what he's telling you to do. Bible tells us that when he, when it was time to go, the men said, they, they looked down and saw him. They said, oh, they don't come out the holes. We got them. Sometime when the enemy counts you out, they've already lost. Hallelujah. Uh, and that's for somebody else. Be careful how you count folk out because you don't know who's on their side. Just because you don't think the Lord is on your side don't mean God ain't on their side. Be careful who you go up against because, listen, the Bible tells us, listen, when this comes between like, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. God knows who the enemy is trying to use. But if you save and they save, why are we fighting? God ain't in that. It ain't about God at that moment. It's about you. And you want to get into a fight. That's a no-win situation for anybody. When one Christian is fighting another Christian, whether you're right or wrong, you're both going to lose. And only one going to be glad is the devil. The only one going to be laughing is the devil. And God going to be sitting back one waiting. I'd be glad when they let me get in. <laughs> Hallelujah. We was talking about last night about wrestling. We was talking about tag team wrestling. Amen. And one of the most exciting parts is when the man that's getting whooped, he's trying to reach over and get his, reach out to his partner. And the crowd is going wild, and he's just trying to reach his hand. If I can just touch his hand, and I could tag him in. When he gets in, and as soon as he tag him, the crowd goes wild. Because the man comes, he whooped up on everybody. But this, I'm here to tell you, God is the same way. But what we don't do, we don't give him the chance to get in. Because if we never got in, we would never have to get in. That way, if God said get in, don't you know he already there too? He already there too. But look at this. The Bible says, now they are fighting. All Jonathan got is his swords. And the armor bearer got what he got. And he said, will you go with me? He said, whatever you think is right. Whatever you want to do, I'm with you. Somebody let's say sometimes we need folk to be with us just to say, even if you can't do nothing. Hallelujah. Even if you can't do nothing, I'm just going to be in the midst. I'm going to be here. To, sometimes we need folk just to be there. Sometimes you need folk to just to be right there. They, well, they, you can at least pray. No, I can't walk far. I can't, I can't lift nothing. I can't drive. I ain't got no money, but I can be there. You see, the armor bearer, he didn't have no resources but the only resource he had was the resource that Jonathan had. But Jonathan had another resource. It wasn't just his weapons. Jonathan had God. And since he knew he had God, the man said, do what you think is necessary. I'm going to tell us today, if we start depending on God in every situation, the weapon we got won't ever matter. But look at what happens. They call him up. And as they go up, there's a fight that break out. Jonathan fighting in the front and the armor bearer fighting in the back. And while they're fighting, Jonathan's father, Saul, looks over with them 600 men. They look over and they see all these people getting ready to go into battle. But then all of a sudden, the earth began to quake. The earth began to move. 
things began to shake. Jonathan, he didn't see all what was happening, but everything around him, the Bible said Jonathan and his armor bearer only killed 20 men, but the Bible said that the earth moved, and when the earth moved, the earth opened up, and, and it swallowed up the rest of the enemy. God said, all I want you to do is get in where I want you to sit in, and I'll take care of the rest. Somebody in here want God to take care of something. Just get in where God wants you to get in. He'll fix everything. Can I get a witness today? It's helping some. The reason why it ain't work is because you got in at the wrong time. You didn't get in when you were supposed to get in. You worried about the battle. The battle don't belong to you. The battle belongs to the Lord. How many that the battle belongs to the Lord? It belongs to the Lord. And I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad when the, when the fight breaks out, he already know what to do. I'm so glad that even if I can't see how big they are, if he tell me to get to moving, baby, I'm going to get to moving. I know it looks like it's a lot. You got a lot on you. You see everything. But if you walk when God tell you to walk, if you move when God tell you to move, but if you shout, when God tell you to shout, you will get the victory. Bible tells us Saul looked over and said, look like they just melted away. Look, they just melted away. And he said, where is my son? Hallelujah. <laughs> and he was wondering. He didn't know. And they went into it. He said, Some, why did this all happen? And Saul began to get angry because it didn't happen the way that he wanted it to happen. Don't you know sometimes the reason why there is so much division in our families and in our churches is because things don't happen the way you want it to happen. Because it's going to happen the way God wants it to happen. If you let God do the way his way, it'll happen the right way. But the Bible says that he made, he said, we're going to cast lots. Hallelujah. Because first thing that they did, he went into a fast. And when the, when the Philistines got swallowed up, they had to go out and get all of the bundle. God had blessed them. They were, but, but he decided for them to go into a fast and be weak to get all of the, of the spoil. But because they were so hungry, when they got out there, they began to eat meat with blood in it. They began to eat meat, and they were doing such a wrong thing. But, but Jonathan decided when they had passed by a honeycomb tree, a bush with a honeycomb in, he decided to eat of the honeycomb. He didn't hear what his father had said. But then it was a rumor came out and they was wondering what had happened. And then after a while, again, Solomon, Saul kept, was getting mad and all this type of stuff. Sometimes when people get mad, they are not going to be satisfied until they drum up more mess. Somebody need to help me with that. We got folk that just love to keep mess going. We got folk, we know folk that they can't hit. They don't like it when the good stuff happens. They just want to know, well, 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 how did it happen? God did. I know God did. But how? Well, where everybody at? Where was you at? What was you doing? You trying to find blame on a certain city. It don't matter where I was. The victory has been won. Then what he decided to do was cast out lots. The lots didn't fall. Nobody in them 600 folk fall between him and his son. And he said, whoever that had followed this has got to die. And the lot, when he casted the lot, it fell on his son. And the Bible said, he said, okay, Jonathan, you got to die. And Jonathan said, so be it. Who, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to know how to say so be it. Hallelujah. Because he had already witnessed to his armor bearer that, that, that God can fight a battle with many or with few. But don't you know he can fight a battle against many or with few. And at this moment, Jonah was in a fight against his daddy. I'm going to tell some of us the reason why some of us can't get along is because we are at fighting with each other. Mother against son, son against sister father against the daughter. Everybody's against each other, but ain't nobody paying attention to God. Nobody paying attention to God. Nobody praying. Nobody seeking his face. But if we seek him and say, God, are you in this? If he ain't in it, leave it alone. 
But when you know, <laughs> I didn't do nothing wrong, hallelujah. When you know that you didn't do nothing wrong, when you know that you're being attacked, Sometimes you have to say, do what you must. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to say, okay, do it. Do. If you don't think I deserve, if you think I deserve punishment, punish me. But don't you know, even the smallest of battles don't belong to you. They also belong to the Lord. So, 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 so even in your own house, because God, if you're a husband and wife in the house, don't you know, even when you two are, if you decide to have an argument, don't you know those arguments ain't really worth having? I'm going to hit that rewind button. Don't you know when a husband and wife are arguing, don't you know that really ain't worth having an argument about? Because at the end, you're going to hurt each other. The words you're going to say ain't going to help nobody. Because you're both hot-headed, you're both mad, and you're trying to get over on the next. But actually, you're both just losing. So, but, so, so instead of you keep on arguing, why don't you do like Jonathan and leave it in God's hands? Say, do what you must. Hallelujah. Because even in the midst of that, God know how to bring up, as it said over in Isaiah, more over in Genesis with, 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 with Abraham, he can put a ram in the bush. Uh, can you know that God can bring a, bring a ram in the middle of the bushes? He can do it. And right when Saul said, you got to die, the folks stood up and said, you ain't going to kill him today. God got focused set up for you. I'm going to hit that rewind button. When your family won't protect you, God got focused up stand up for you on your behalf. And said, no, this ain't going to happen. Even if it's the devil, they'll say, no, devil. Get your hand off of them. No, devil, you can't have them. Even if your parents give up on you. It was read in Psalm 27. If my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And we see in here that Saul forsook his own son. But God has some folk that got in the midst that not today. Not today. Not today. Say, but not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. I don't know who this is for, but that battle that you think you're in, not today. Not today. That fight ain't your fight. Get out of it. Not today. If they come up against you, don't worry about it. Not today. God got the fight. God got the victory. And he got folks on your side. Why are they on your side? Because you are on his side. When you are on God's side, you don't have to worry about the resources. You don't have to worry about the folk. The Bible says if you if you ask that you spiritualize, you can look up and he got angels. He got angels. You may not believe him, but he got angels everywhere around that's watching over you, watching over your well-being. He got angels watching over you. When the enemy tries to come after you, don't worry about them. Say, let it be what it be. Sometimes you let the fight come. Just let the fight, let, bring it. Bring it, hallelujah. You want to attack me? Bring it, hallelujah. You got the eight devil, you got sickness? Bring it. Hallelujah. Bring it, hallelujah. You want to find out that who you're fighting up against. Bring it. You're going to find out that I ain't going to rock in this fight. Bring it. Hallelujah. 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 Woo! Bring it. Hallelujah. Got to be able to tell that enemy. Bring it. Hallelujah. Tell that devil. Bring it. You ain't got no power. You've already lost. Bring it. Get your hand off my child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reason why, I'm going to tell you up right now, I'm going to mess some folks up right now. The reason why your child ain't going to make it, because you don't step in for them. I'm going to hit that rewind button. You got to know how to step in for your child. You got to learn how to step in. No, devil, you ain't going to have him. No, you ain't enemy, you ain't going to have him. You're not going to do him like, no, you ain't. I make you, yes, you are the king, Saul. Yes, you got the power to speak and, and have me die. But I'm going to step in. I don't know what's in me to make, make me go up against you. Don't you know it was a death sentence to go up against the king? 
to tell the king what he could and could not do? Woo, Jesus. Don't you know that if you got to be crazy to go up against somebody that's got the power. But as, as, as Moses told Pharaoh, when he asked God, who shall I say is sending me? You tell me I am that I am. You tell me I am that I am. I am the one that put him there. I am the one that's keeping him there. And when time comes, I am will be the one to take him out. You don't worry. You just step in the front of him and say, not today. Not today. And I'm going to tell you this. Don't you know if God revs up in your spirit to get into the fight, don't you know he'll give you all the energy that you need? He'll give you all the resources that you need. He'll give you, he'll get your mind right. It don't matter your age. If God tell you to get in the fight, baby, get in the fight. If it look like, I don't know what I'm doing, don't worry about it. Just get in it. Because when you get in it, don't worry because guess what? God's in it too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's in it too. Aren't you glad to know that? It don't, it don't matter if nobody going to come with you. It don't matter if anybody going to be with you. Because at that moment when his father it said, Jonathan, I got the key. Jonathan then said, are y'all going to step in for me? He didn't say, are y'all going to help me? He just stood there and said, do what you must. Hallelujah. But you ain't got to worry because God will step in. 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 Somebody say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, 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 oh. I caught that. I caught that. I caught what she said. She said, yes, he is. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. I'm going to tell somebody, yes, he is. He's already standing in. He's already right there. He is waiting for you to trust him. He is waiting for you to let him let him do it. Yes, he's already right there. He said he never leave and neither will he forsake you. So let him have it. Let God have his way. Let him have his way. He'll fight for you. Hallelujah. And those whom he'll use to fight for you. I'm going to tell you this. God will, he will do it with you, but never without you. He'll work through you. Even if you don't want God to use you, God will use you. Now, I'm going to hit that rewind button. God will, he'll never do it without somebody. If he, won't, if he wants to use you, you can do it voluntarily or you can do it involuntarily. You can either be a part of him getting the glory or you can be the reason why he got it. Hallelujah. You can be the one that God will use to, to, to get him the glory because you were involuntary being a part. Didn't want to be a part. I don't want to be a part of it. I ain't in it. That's okay. When you get punished, God will still get the glory. Hallelujah. When you get knocked down, God will still get the glory. And them that don't have the power, God will raise up to show you how to give him the glory. So with all the resources we think we got, with everything and we think we know, if you don't know God, that he is who he is, everything you got don't make a difference. As I come to my close, I'm going to tell us this little story. Story says, when the children of Israel when they had crossed over the Jordan, hallelujah, and they was getting ready to get into a battle of battles. They had to go around the walls of Jericho and they were afraid as they was getting there. But when they was going there, Joshua had talked with God. Hallelujah, sometime when you're afraid, you got to know when to talk with God. Can I get some help in here? Sometimes we, we want to act all holy, but holy folk get afraid too. And if you don't want to be afraid, no, he didn't give us the spirit of fear, 
But sometimes we have physical fear and it affects your body. And you ought to want to call on God when you think you're about to get afraid. Sometimes fear is something within you that triggers something for you to do something. So instead of you acting unwise, you have to act wise and call on God. Hallelujah. And when Joshua called on God, he told him, this is what I want you to do. I know they look like they're undefeated, but even though they've, they had many battles, they done went through many wars, and the walls never came down. They even shut themselves up in the Joshua, but don't worry about it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go and march around the wall, but the first thing I want you to do, I want you to put the priests up front, and I, and I want you to put the drummers right behind them. Then I want you to put the choir in, and I want the next folk to come around it. Hallelujah. Well, well what are you saying? Sometimes when we go into a battle, we got to do two things. We got to pray and worship. Hallelujah. We got to have the priest to pray that they have song in your heart to worship. That while you get ready to go into the battle, the prayer so that you can talk to God, the worship to let you know that you got the victory. We have to remind ourselves, I don't know how big or how strong it is up ahead, but I'm talking to God because God is with me and I'm giving him the praise because I know he got the victory. And the Bible says six days they walked around it. And he said, and keep your mouth shut. And on the seventh day, they walked around seven times. And on the last time, God said, give me the praise because you got the victory. And they began to give God the praise. And as they gave him the praise, God began to attack the wall. And he attacked the wall. The wall began to tremble. The wall began to crack. And next thing you know, the harder they praised him, the more that wall shook, the harder they praised them, the more the battle was won. The harder they praised them, the more God fought. Then after a while, the wall came tumbling down. Won't he do it, church? Won't he do it, church? I don't care how big the wall may be up ahead. God can knock that down, too. All you got to do is talk to him and praise him. Talk to him and praise him. Remind yourself, God, I'm with you. Remind yourself you are still worthy of the praise. Remind yourself you are undefeated, God. Remind yourself. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. We got to remind ourselves. You don't just, they had, they had, way long ago, they had went across the Red Sea and they had just washed the River Jordan back up and now they're up against the wall. Sometimes you got to remind yourself when you talk to God that God, you did this and you did that. You have to testify to yourself. God, you did this for me. God, you did that for me. Even when you're sick, that's the best time to talk to God. God, you hit me when I had COVID. God, you hit me when I had cancer. God, you you healed me when I had lupus. God, you healed me when I when my sugar was real high. God, you healed me when my high blood pressure was this. God, you healed me over here. God, you healed me when I had blood clots. God, you healed me when I had this problem. God, you healed me when I had the surgery and the doctor said I didn't have any insurance. But when I got out of the surgery, my bill was paid. God, you did all. You got to remind yourself when you talk to God, you ain't telling God what to do. You really just reminding yourself. Of all the victories God done brought you through. So why, when you when you begin to talk to God, after a while you begin to praise God, you begin to say, God, I thank you. God, I magnify you. God, I lift you up. And watch him knock it down. Watch God take care of the fight. God will take care of the fight. And if he don't want you to get in the fight, what you going to do? Leave it alone. We got to learn how to leave it alone. This is the year. I'm in agreement with you, Sister Jackie. We have not cause we ask not, but if God don't want me to have it, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> do, you, do you hear me? And you will never know what God wants you to have if you don't talk to him. If you're not in, the reason why Jonathan could do what he could do because he had a relationship with God. We didn't see him pray. He didn't need to pray because he knew God. 
He knew what God, sometimes you don't have to pray because of your relationship with God. When you know what God can do, you can just speak that thing. God didn't bring us here to lose. We're here to win. God about to get the victory. God is about to get the glory. Because here's the thing, whether you know it or not, God is the difference maker. He is your difference maker. Even if they lie on you, he's the difference maker with the truth. He is the difference maker. They may not ever come with you. They may not ever be on your side. It don't matter. Because as long as you're on God's side, you're on the winning side. Do you hear me? You are on the winning side. And when the battle came for our salvation, Jesus was up high. But he had to come down low. And when he came down low, he was at a disadvantage. And when he was at this disadvantage, he came to save us. But when he didn't want to do it, he tried to tell the father, take this cup from me. But he decided not my will, but your will be done. And he, he went even lower and he got beaten. He got, he got, he got, he got nailed in his right hand. He got nailed in his left hand. He got nailed in his feet. But there was an issue that had happened. They should have let him stay there if they wanted him defeated. But the, here's the good, the good news is they made a mistake. But the mistake was to my advantage, they lifted him up. Hallelujah. When you lift him up to this rightful position, don't keep him down. Lift him up. If you're in a no-win situation, don't keep him down. Lift him up. When it looks like it, you can't wait, it ain't going to work. Don't keep him down. Lift him up. You might be down, but you lift up Jesus. Lift him up. Take names and lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. If you lift him up, if you lift him up, if you lift him up, do you know who he'll draw? He'll draw unbelievers. They'll tell you, I've, I've seen it. I've seen doctors doubt. Hallelujah. When my son was sick and they was telling us it wasn't, didn't look good. We said, well, no, we serve a God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, remember, we, serve, we serve a God. We hear what you're saying, but we serve a God. They can do anything but fail. When you know that, you don't have no evidence. You don't have no resources. All the insurance that we had didn't guarantee nothing. It was the fact that we knew what he can do because he's done something greater in the past. So what we're about to go through don't mean nothing to God. What you're about to experience don't mean nothing because what he done did before, that's his resume to let you know, look at what I can do. All I want you to do is just to trust me. And because of our trust, at the end of the procedure, the doctor came back and he had to say it. There was nobody but God. Nobody but God. Do y'all hear me today, church? When, oh God, thank you, Jesus. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. When God is in it, can I count on you too? Hallelujah. You may not know that he's a, but if I'm believing that God is in it, hallelujah, can I, can, can you, I just need us a little bit of support. You ain't got to believe me, but I, can I count on you to be there? Sometimes we need folks to be there with us. We need some folk with like minds to be there with us. I know, you know, you may not have nothing to help me with, but can you just be there? Just, just, just be there. We need to be in each other's corner because we are in this together. We are in this together. You may not know what to do, but you do know how to pray. You do know how to call on God. No, you don't have any money. You don't know what to do. But if you just be there, come by the house, show up on the telephone. I'm right here. Don't hang up. I'm going to be right here. You may be crying, but I'm right here. You may be sad, but I'm right here. You may feel like shouting, but I'm right here. Whatever you need, I'm right here. Get on the Zoom and put it on FaceTime. I ain't going nowhere. I'm right here. You got some help. I'm right here. I'm going to call on God. Because sometimes you need somebody that with you to help remind you that, yes, God can. Do you hear me? We need help in knowing that, yes, God can. Yes, he will. Amen. 
And for those of us who know somebody that looks like they're in a no-win situation, we have to know how to look at the situation and say, God still got it. Do that for me real quick. Put your mind on somebody or something or some situation. And put it in your mind. Close your eyes and say it with confidence, God still got it. God still got it. He's still got it. Even when it seemed like, God, I'm at my wits end. I'm doing all that I can. That's the problem. You doing all that you can, but you ain't letting God do all that he can. Remember, God still got it. Doors of the church open. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, he's a prayer and string God. Oh, I prayed in Jesus' name, and by faith the answer came. Hallelujah, he's a prayer and string Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, he's a prayer and string God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, he's a prayer and string God. Oh, I pray in Jesus' name. And by faith, the answer came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a prayer God. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that today? It's on the screen. Hallelujah. He's a prayer God. Believe it, church. Believe it, church. Hallelujah. He's a prayer answering God. Oh, I pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And by faith, the answer came. Hallelujah. He's a prayer God. As the doors of the church are open, whether you are online or in our midst, he is a prayer answering God. All you have to do is call on him and he will answer. Maybe you today, whether you're in here or online, maybe you need to be saved today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, today can be your day. Today can be your, be your day. It may look like you're in a dating situation, but if you pray, hallelujah, he will answer your prayer and you give your life to God. You give your life to God and understanding this, that it was by Jesus Christ that he saved your soul when he died. That he took all of your sins and when he died, he took away all of the, of the, of the, all of the punishment. But oh God, I want to thank you that when he rose up from the grave, he left your sins behind. All you have to do is accept him today. In Jesus' name. And by faith, the answer came. Hallelujah. He's a prayer. You can come by candidate for baptism. You can come by Christian experience. You can even come by letter. You can come by email and text message too. Amen. Or maybe you're an individual that says, Pastor, I bake, I backslidden. But I'm ready to give my life back to Christ. I've been struggling with so much. I've been trying to fight this fight. But I'm here to tell you, as was preached today, the fight ain't yours. You just pray and talk to God. He'll work that thing out. You have to just come on back to him. Or maybe you're an individual that needs a church home. 
You've been looking for that church. And you can't find that perfect church. Well, I'm going to invite you to St. Paul. I'm going to be honest with you. We're not perfect, but we serve a perfect God. And we're striving for perfection to one day to be with him. All you got to do is just come. Just come. I pray in Jesus' name. And by faith, the answer came. Hallelujah. Hands of prayer. And maybe you just need prayer. Who need prayer today? Hallelujah. We all need prayer. We all need prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we want to thank you, O oh God, for sending your word today. For reminding us, oh God, that as long as you was in it, don't, the rest don't even matter. It'd be good to have somebody in our corner with us, but God, we just need you, God. And that was for somebody, and that was even for me, to remind those that know and to inform those that do know, that don't know, that God, you are a prayer answering God, and that you love all of your children, those that's in the house, those that's outside of the house. And God, and everyone that has a struggle, oh God, they ain't got the struggle with the struggle. Because, God, you got it. All we have to do is trust you and don't doubt. God, you will fix it. You will handle it, oh God. Because you are a prayer answering God. You got the victory, oh God. You are the difference maker. You know what resources to add to the moment, oh God. And, Father God, and help us, oh God, in advance to believe and not doubt in advance, God. To give you the praise, God, over the sick, oh God. Over the downtrodden, over the broke, God, over the destitute. God, help us, oh God, to have the faith that you will fix it. And when needed, you'll bring us into it. You bring us with our resources. Even if it's a few, God, you can work with a little and make it much. We may be finite, but oh God, you are infinite. And God, if we come here, God, thanking you, oh God, and praising you for your word of reminder. And your word of information. And God, for that God, we want to say thank you, God. We want to say hallelujah. We want to say glory be your name. We want to say, God, that you're so worthy of all the praise. God, we want to say, God, can't anybody do it like you can, God. God, you know how to bring about the victory by yourself. You know how to get the glory by yourself. God, and we thank you for it, God. Thank you, God. We thank you for allowing us to be in the midst thank of it. You, thank, thank you for allowing us to be a witness of what you are about to do, God. Thank you, God, for being a witness of your story. God, we call it history, but it's your story. It's his story. We call it our testimony, but it's your testimony of what you did and how you did it and what you're about to do next. God, we love you today. And we thank you, God, that as you brought us into this place, God, when it's time, oh God, you will take us out of here, oh God. You will take us back home safely, oh Father God. In your son, Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, answering God. Give God a hand of praise. Take your seats real quick. It's real quick. We get ready to leave, but take your seats real quick. Amen. We have here in our miss Mother, um, Mother Minnie Jackson's family. One of them put here, we are family. Amen. Amen. Elder and teach y'all stand when I call you. Elder and Tasia Moye. Amen. Amen. David and Deborah Miller. Amen. So I'll keep standing, keep standing, keep standing. Cynthia Sessions. Amen. And Carol Love. Amen. Amen. These are just some of the family of Mother Minnie Jackson that, that, that helped celebrate her 90th birthday. You missed a treat on yesterday. Give God a hand of praise. Thank you all for doing what you did for, for one of our mothers. We bless you. Amen. Let's just say something real quick, real quick, real quick. You pressed your way. Amen. 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 That's a blessing. Amen. Amen. Scripture says, I was good when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He didn't say by, by what condition. He said, I was glad. Well, I'm ready. If you're ready to go, I'm ready to go into the house of the Lord. 
And having said that, if y'all ready to go, I'm ready to go too. Amen. I know some of you may have brought some socks and the rest. I'm going to give you one more week. Bring them next week. Don't forget about next week is baptism. They stand to your feet. Next week, next week is baptism. Please be here at 930. It will take place right after Sunday school. We want you to come so get yourself prepared to be baptized. And for those of you who are here, please show up. And if you can, make your way downstairs. Amen. Where the baptismal pool is. Because we want as many people to be there. It's been a while. We want to have a we want to set the we want to set the basement on fire. So when we come up here, we'll be ablaze when we get up here. Amen. Come on, come on in and be here and be here on time. There's an old saying that said, I wish you could have been there when I came through. The church was on fire with the Holy Ghost too. I want y'all to be here. Amen. Amen. May God be with you. May God be with you. May God be with you until we meet again. May God be with you. May God be with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, O oh God, for this service today. God, we want to thank you for the allowing your Holy Spirit to be here to lead us and guide us through all these things, O oh God. God, and we thank you for your word, O oh God. But God, as we get ready to leave this place, God, I ask you, O oh God, as we bring our tithes and our offering, O oh God, as we leave this place, Father God, we are asking you to do what your word says that you will do. For those that's giving tithes, whether we're giving offerings to, your word said that you love a cheerful giver. God, help us to be cheerful when we do it, but also with those who go all the way to give their tithes. God, your word said that you will open up the windows of heaven and pull out a blessing that we will have room and will not have room enough to receive it. And I don't know about anybody else. I want that too, God. But if you don't want me to have it, then I don't want it. So God, but God, I, I just magnify you and I glorify you, oh God. And God, as we leave this place and never out of your sight, let the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest room the Bible of now and forever and let the whole church sing. Amen. 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 Tell somebody we in this together.